Hello! This episode, like all of our episodes, is brought to you by our fine patrons at patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. Thank you very much for every little bit you can give. Uh, real quick note, there's a weird little audio thing that happens after Peeve uh, leaves us, where there'll be a little bit of echo on Cole's track from my track. Uh, it was an editing thing. I actually know what it is. It won't happen again, but I'm under a bit of a time crunch. Um, I'm getting this out, episode out a little bit late anyway, so... Uh, I don't want to re-edit it. It takes forever to re-export, and it is uh, there's no necessary guarantee that it won't happen again. So um, please bear with us. I really do appreciate that. And uh, on to the show. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. Unkindled are we, and fast on the trail of the Lord's absconded. Then these red eyes are for you. Use them to pillage embers and briefly heighten your strength for your duty. What else are unkindled ashes good for? <laughs> my name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And my name would be Peeve Peverson. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a uh, PvP favorite. <laughs> something, something like that. And uh, this week, it is a special episode. We're doing one of our specials. And uh, as you heard, uh, we're going to be talking about PvP with our guest, Peeve Peverson. Thank you so much for joining us, Peeve. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This, so much alliteration. <laughs> this, is, this is the most, uh, like, uh, susical like kind of uh, <laughs> kind of episode we've done the PVP with Pete Peverson report. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a lot of people tend to think that my uh, people say, "Oh, Pete Peverson, PV Peverson." I get it, and I'm like, <laughs> it took so long for me to be like, "Wait, what?" Like, oh no, no it's complete coincidence. <laughs> yep. And until you uh, des- described the name uh, at the at the start, I had assumed that it was uh, a very clever uh, online name because it fits exactly. No, it, it's it's not. Um, I, I could I could describe the story, but that's that's a whole different thing. I've said it on stream a few times, and people are still just like, "What?" <laughs> so, yeah. well, let's just call it like nominative determinism, you know? Just yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, it sounds like something somebody would say. Like, there goes Peeve Peverson. Like, he's a regular <laughs> PVP Peverson. You know, it sounds like, like that kind of uh, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining us, man. I, I really no I really appreciate it. Um, I think most people who listen to the show uh, are familiar with you and your work, but can you speak a little bit how people might know you, what you do online, uh, and then how you kind of got into that, how you got into this uh, this series of games? Um, well, I, uh, I'm primarily a, a, a Twitch streamer these days. Um, I started out on YouTube, and um, I mean, if you if you go on Twitch and you watch Dark Souls content, I, I'm sure you've come across my stream a few times. Um, but yeah, that, that would be what I do these days. And the way I got into it was, uh, I played Demon Souls back like around release, which I believe was in like 2009. Um, one of my coworkers, whenever I worked at GameStop, they, they had mentioned, they, they kept trying to tell me about like all the stuff that goes on. They're like, Oh no, dude, you have like this blood stain mechanic where like you can see someone's like ghost as they died and all this. And I'm like, Oh, that sounds okay, I might try that someday. <laughs> and then uh, one of my friends came over with the game and like the moment I got my hands on Demon Souls for like 
like five minutes. I just, I got up, I went to the store and bought myself a copy. <laughs> and, uh, and then in whenever Dark Souls 1 rolled around, I was, I was so just like amped up for it that I played the hell out of it. And I ended up getting to number two in the Xbox 360 Book of the Guilty. Oh, wow. Kinda, <laughs> yeah, I kind of built up a name for us back before before the book of the guilty just went to complete garbage right where everyone's like cheating and getting like sixty thousand indictments and um and so uh <laughs> back whenever it actually meant something i was number two for like the first few months and uh and it got to the point that there was um people in like the wiki chat and stuff that that <laughs> wanted to like watch my my I guess my invasions and stuff, because I'd always go in there and just post these big, long, drawn out walls of text stories. And someone was <laughs> finally like, you should probably get something to record. And I was like, huh, I never considered it. So, <laughs> so like whenever I started on YouTube, I like had like 300 subs just like ready to go, which is a, that's really good, like starting fresh. So uh, and after that, I just kind of branched off into Twitch as well. Mm hmm. And Twitch has consumed my life at this point. So as it does, it's actually really hard to stop once you get yeah. going. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you got started with demons and PVP in that game. It's a little bit harder to discover. It feels like um, than uh, than in Dark Souls. At least it was for me. Um, it's not as kind of like invasions aren't really a factor in your face as much. Like, did you like, like at what point in the series did you kind of catch the uh, the multiplayer kind of PVP invasion bug? Uh, I, I've always been a fan of like PVP games and stuff. And so whenever I found out like how it worked, I was just, uh, I was just gunning for the item that let me do it. And I didn't encounter it until, um, what is it? Two, two right after the armored spider. Mm -hmm. Um, I killed the black phantom, like at the bottom of the elevator and, uh, I finally got it. The, um, what is it called in that game? The, I think the black eye stone yeah. and, um, after that, I remember my my first invasion ever. It was there. It was two two. The moment I got it, <laughs> I invaded, and I was like, I was this, I was a thief character, and I was sticking with the whole like you know just thiefish like daggers only light armor kind of setup, and I invade and I go out onto the cliffside where all the worm the lava worms and stuff are. Yeah, and there's this just. To me, he seemed gigantic. Obviously, all characters are the same size, <laughs> but to me, he just—it just felt like he was towering over me. He was this guy in like full-on, like might as well have been in a Strava cosplay. Um, mm -hmm. And I was just like, "Oh my god, it's just this decked-out knight! Like, how am I supposed to take him on as a crappy little thief?" And so we fought back and forth, uh, just up and down um, that area until we they have like those little docks that are like on the edge of the cliff, like yeah. those little wooden like platforms. And we fought our way to there. And at some point, um, at the time it felt, you know, like pure skill, but now that I know how backstabs work, it probably looked <laughs> laggy on his end, but <laughs> that epic fight, like back and forth. And I finally managed to pull off like some kind of backstab on him and just kicked him off my dagger right off the ledge. <laughs> you Lion Kingdom, you killed him like yeah, Scar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just booted him off the ledge. And after that, I was just 100% hooked. I was like, oh my God, that was like the most amazing moment I've ever had in any game. It just blew my mind. And so after that, it was just invasion after invasion after invasion. And then I, uh, I eventually, um, 
a, a lot of my viewers these days would, you know, if they hadn't heard this before, they wouldn't believe me, but I got into like hosting fight clubs and stuff and demon mm -hmm. souls and, in um, four, one, wait, what is it for? Yeah. Four, one was the, uh, shrine of storms, like the first area that's where everybody would fight. And I, I would host fight clubs. I would summon like two summons. They would take turns. If you beat both of them, then you get to fight me. That was like my whole thing in demon souls. <laughs> and, uh, then I became more of just purely an invader in dark souls, but, but yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I love, uh, I love how that, uh, that story on the edge of two, two, makes perfect sense because of how I love how brutal backstabs are in Demon Souls. <laughs> yeah. Like that kick off which is so disdainful. It's like, get the get off, off my fucking dagger. Like get getting blood on my shit. Get out you. of here. <laughs> you know? It's so it's, it's so, so disgusting. Good. Um I, I really love it. I didn't uh, I did, I guess I maybe didn't know that um so fight clubs for people who are listening who maybe don't uh, don't know what those are. Um and we're gonna talk about the different ways uh, that people do engage in PvP in this. Um the kind of the the rote way the way that the game designed is to have you invade you go into someone's world and kill them uh but people were having so much fun with that uh that they started kind of setting up organized play and that's most of what i see in dark souls 3 um the times where i have uh got you know whenever i there are a couple of spots for that where there are huge kind of kind of always rolling duels and fight clubs these kind of uh these places for for dedicated uh pvp and I didn't realize that uh, the kind of organized play went back that far. I felt like that was something that maybe came a little bit later with the um, God, the uh, the red redstone, yeah, red the red substone, Dark Souls yeah. one. Oh no! Well, I mean, they that existed in Demon Souls as well, but it's not something you get until like completing the game. Uh, they mm -hmm. have the red eye soapstone, which work or soapstone, red eye stone, uh, which works the same way. But um, okay. but yeah, that was uh. That definitely goes back to Demon Souls four one um, Shrine of Storms. That yeah. was the, that was just a Fight Club area. Absolutely, <laughs> that was that was the first Fight Club area, and um, like that big open area where you spawn, like right at the start. Right at the start, when the moment you go into the Shrine of Storms Archstone, that moment, like right where you appear, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. that first little area before you cross, like uh, underneath that little like overpass thing, or um, what's his name, Satsuki. Yeah, um, that first little spot right there. That was a that was the first Fight Club area, as far as I know. And um, you have like a little rock, like off to the right, that you could kind of that kind of provides a tiny little platform. That's where the host would always stand. Okay, and like watch over the judgment. fight. That's great. I, I love yeah. uh, I love hearing these talks about the the kind of old time of doing that because it reminds me of hearing stories of bands talking about playing at like old venues and stuff. There's a real confusion of, of real life space and virtual space going on where it's just like, Oh, back in the day around that place, like it, it feels like a hip hop documentary, a little <laughs> oh, bit yeah, something yeah. like that. Like everyone is, it was outside of this specific corner. Um, you know, and that's, and, and, uh, LL Cool J would come out with his boombox, and, you know, <laughs> uh, like it, it just, it feels a little bit like that, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, the um, yeah, really happy to have you. I know um, what I've watched as far as videos of stuff that you've done. Um, I've watched all the Oro and Peeve stuff, which is super fun and super funny. And that's a PV PVE kind of co-op uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a if people who have heard me on the show, like if you watch something enough times, you pick up vocal uh, mannerisms. 
And if anyone's ever heard me do that, mm-mm, like that's you. <laughs> that's just like something I picked up and I do it in real life too, which is, uh, you know, and I've had to explain like, where'd you get that? I was like, ah, internet. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's what that's from, from, from those, yeah, uh, those videos. I, I just, uh, I don't know, over the years, like the weirdest sounds just start to burst out of me while playing Souls games that, I don't know, just like so, something just jumps up and surprises you and just i don't know just this weird just outburst comes out <laughs> can't be helped it's a uh, I, I like that a lot and i watched uh more recently um i like the uh the ginker videos the ginkers pay the price videos uh because something we'll talk about here is that and i don't know if you would agree with this but something that it seems to me from the outside at least is that dark souls 3 uh really kind of disincentivizes invasions yeah um, through yeah. a lot of its mechanics, it seems like the, the, the odds are really stacked against you. Absolutely. Um, yep. And, and it's, it's cool to see, um, one of the reasons why those videos are fun is because, uh, you're kind of like, you know, going into the storm, you know, like it's always going to be, uh, you're, you're fighting multiple people. They're set up to do that. That's what they're doing, you know, <laughs> is they want people to invade and so they can just kind of stomp them. And it's cool to see that subverted <laughs> and, uh, and see, see, you, you know, to win, um, so, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about how uh, that's changed for Dark Souls 3. Um, so one of the things, uh, invasions used to be a little bit more even. The uh, the host or the uh, the invader used to actually have a little bit of an advantage, I felt like, in the earlier ones, just because uh, the, the host was dealing with the monsters with the PvE side at the same time um, during kind of natural invasions. And they could stress that uh, advantage so much to where we ended up getting like uh, what's known as twinks. Uh, which are like low soul level back when soul level right. was the soul matchmaker, um, you know, who would invade you in the burg with really high level equipment who had never leveled up and stuff. And it feels a little bit like the pendulum has swung the other way because now uh, invaders, uh, the game, if you're going to invade somebody, the game shunts you to somebody who has phantoms with them or mm -hmm. favors them in the matchmaking. Um, you get half as much Estus. Um, what else am I not thinking of? There's a couple other like. There's, there, there's <laughs> quite a few things. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> There's uh like you mentioned, uh, the game seems to, uh, and I think they proved that it like will, whenever you go to invade, it will prioritize, uh, players worlds. First of all, obviously that are invadable, you know, that are embered. Right. Um, but it'll prioritize the ones out of those that have a summon with them. So mm -hmm. you are, you are very likely to invade into a gank scenario. Um, on top of that, I think a big issue is, um, and a lot of people will agree with me on this. Obviously, is the fact that in Dark Souls Three you can um, you can walk while using Estus. That is mm. the most painful thing ever because in Dark Souls One, um, if I were to compare it to Dark Souls One, you could uh, they they would stand still. So if someone would go to get off an Estus, at the very least, if you're nearby, you can either prevent it with a backstab or at least punish it with a backstab. Um, right. And it made things much more manageable. But now that they can just walk around spinning in circles and stuff, um, you can rush them down and try to attack them, but the, they'll heal up like instantly anyway. And then they'll also have like, like three other guys on you at the same time. Um, so that's, that is extremely painful, uh, finding a proper way to punish uh, Estes. Uh, in a gank scenario. Um, another one that drives me insane, drives me crazy. Lloyd's talismans, mm. 
in Dark Souls Three. <laughs> oh, they're called um, Hunter's Charm, yeah. Undead Char- Hunter's Charm. Yeah, Hunter, uh, Undead Charm. Yeah. Um, wait, that that is that's right, right? Mm-hmm. Undead Charm. Yeah. Um, the uh, I'll, I'll just call them Lloyd's. Yeah, um, <laughs> we do too. Lloyd's, yeah, uh, Lloyd's Thousands and Dark Souls Three. You get you get five going into invasion mm. in dark souls one and i'm comparing dark souls one because as many of my viewers know i'm not i'm not big on dark souls two i played it for a good bit but uh it's just not my thing yeah. um mm. but in dark souls one um you you can have like 99 which may be overkill but the thing is i don't think it's something that should have been limited uh Maybe in Dark Souls 3 because they can use it on invaders as well and prevent invaders from healing. So uh, at least give us like 20, but five, it's like you're going to (laughs) miss at least two of those most likely. And then even if you do hit them, you have to you have to break through the line of like three other people to get to the host or whoever it is you're trying to kill. Um, And it only lasts, I think, around like 30 seconds or so. So. Which is, that's not a bad amount of time, but considering you can't properly punish Estes um, and the fact that you, you you only have five of these and then it's over and they're constantly summoning more and more people. Well, that, that's the other thing too, is there's no limit to what they can summon. So they can just kind of bring in this clown car of, of <laughs> phantoms to, to help them. Um, you know, and you, if you can't prevent or, or punish Estes, like it does kind of become, when I've watched uh, online, um, it does kind of become these attrition these like matches of just kind of wearing down resources, you know, like I, I watch in your videos and some other videos where like you keep a keen eye for somebody who's on low health, who's not healing because that means you finally kind of worn them down and you know that you can kind of go in for the kill, you know, or go in there yeah. and, and actually try to take them out because they're finally out of things to do. And you are dealing with, you know, way far fewer resources yeah. uh, when you're doing that. What do you, um like, what do you think about that? Like, is that, um, like is it seems like it's definitely stacked against um is is that a bummer like is that something that uh you know does it make you want to play this incarnation of uh PVP less uh do you think it is worse or do you think that it was needed and it's good now because we don't have uh, cuz i know i mean like as somebody who just kind of tangentially follows it um i have this kind of vague idea of what the attitude was towards pvp during kind of each generation um i know near the end of dark souls one and this was tons of memes and jokes and everything but everyone is kind of playing the same build that was kind of the the narrative i guess uh you know and the game kind of encouraged that and some of these choices i think are to to discourage that um that along with the uh the the poise thing um yeah but what do you what do you think about that as kind of a, a qualitative or comparative sense um it's a bit of a tough question. I know this is where the community, the PVP community is very uh, torn. Um, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm crazy. I'll just drop that right there. <laughs> I, I enjoy getting in these fights with these ridiculous odds stacked against me just because to me, there's a lot of people who will be like, how have you, they'll watch me stream and they will watch me. Like I, I, as I mentioned before, I'm more of a Twitch streamer now than YouTube. Um, I do have more plans for my YouTube, but I haven't uploaded a video in quite a while. But you can watch anytime I play Dark Souls, you see every single invasion. So there are these <laughs> people who will watch me just get my ass beat for just hours. <laughs> and they're like, 
How are you not just throwing your controller right now? How can you even put up with this? Because I, I, I try to hunt gankers. I try to get into these scenarios. <laughs> um, and it's just, to me, it's because the moment you enjoy fighting multiple opponents, you enjoy the challenge of it, you enjoy like, you know, you're back to a wall, being like the underdog, um, then it just kind of loses all sting. Like most people will get ganked and the gankers will taunt them or something and they'll just like break their controller in half and go around screaming. Um, but the moment you start doing it for sport, then it's, you know, you can, you can enjoy it. But yeah, there are all these issues that are definitely stacking the odds against the invaders, uh, like the ones we mentioned. Um, trying to think of some others, but regardless, uh, I think... Uh, I, I did enjoy, like, I guess the layout of invasions in Dark Souls 1, the fact you could punish Estes, the fact you could you could manage yourself a bit more um, than in Dark Souls 3. And in Dark Souls 3, like, you throw in, like, a, a seed of a tree of giants. Oh, and, I forgot about that, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. it's I know they were in Dark Souls 2 as well, but something about in Dark Souls 3, I just, I, I know people, people tell me that it's based on, like, who the enemy uh takes aggression to first they just kind of stick to that but it just feels like the enemies start to prioritize the invaders because i'll have all these enemies on me like especially in a, like the area after pontiff where they rain fireballs down on the courtyard from above mm -hmm. and i'll just have all these fireballs coming at me these giants getting up and stomping at me and the host and his buddies are just running around having a party and no <laughs> enemies are attacking them and it just it just blows my mind um yeah but it's it's when you say it, I mean, because I know that was in, in Dark Souls 2, but part of the reason why uh, it stings a little bit more here, I think, is just because it's on top of everything else. Yeah. You know, right. so there are all these other disadvantages and it's like just one more thing. <laughs> yeah. In, in Dark Souls 2, it was kind of a rare, you know, the, the odds are a little bit more even. Yeah. So you do this little trick to like, you know, to and you got them less um, in, in Dark Souls yeah. 2, I feel like. In, uh, in this one, it's I think it's uh, when you get an invasion, you have a fifty percent chance of one dropping. It's a it's it's a ten percent chance is is what it is, and they're also uh, um, they're also renewable from the uh, from the giant tree, right? Yeah. Well, that that's yeah, when they, they drop. Yeah, okay. that's that's yeah. where you get them from. So that's where what the chance is. Um, but yeah, oh. I thought it was. I definitely thought it, it was higher. It, so than so that. it starts at ten, and then it increases each time until fifty percent. So if you're on oh, a, gotcha. if you're on a string of invasions, um, then you're just kind of more likely to get it. Okay. See, I'm not, I, I, whenever it comes to how they they get these, I, I don't know other than it comes from that damn tree. So, it, uh, it's, it's, it's from the the collective. Uh, it's it's from their collective will to to annoy you. It, it, just, kind of, it just kind of manifests from the ether. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so like what what it sounds like, and you know, just kind of like at, as somebody who is who is invaded more often than, than than they're invading, what it sounds like is a lot of these measures are actually uh, kind of meant to de-emphasize the threat of invaders and kind of make them more, right. you know, like an environmental threat and yeah, kind of I, you know st stack stuff towards you know the, the the defender and kind of like put the onus really on the invader to, you know, as the aggressor kind of step up. Yeah, it's um they definitely wanted it's pretty apparent they wanted to make it to they wanted to try to balance it out as much as possible in the host favor because obviously the host is the one that like more likely than not doesn't want the invader there. So they're kind of right. trying to balance that out and I can respect that, but they went they just pulled out all the stops on this yeah. one um which I in a weird way, I just, I kind of, um, 
I don't want to say I like it, but <laughs> I do like how every invasion you go into where you're you're like 1v4, it it's got its own thing that you can't really compare to the other Souls games where it it feels like it's it's almost like a war zone as opposed to just like an invasion where you're going in. Like if you watched um what is it? Uh I had one video that got like really popular. Uh, no end in sight. Gankers pay the price. No end in sight. Uh, <laughs> they just keep summoning and keep summoning, and keep summoning, and it's just it's a full, it's just a full out war. And mm. <laughs> I I I like I like that, but I just wish they would like uh, give us more Lloyd's talismans to throw around, and um, and maybe have it to where. Uh, I would like it where they can't move while they S this, but I know that's not going to happen. That would be amazing, though. Um, but, yeah, I, a lot of people are having issues with Dark Souls 3 invasions. The point to where uh, recently I kind of burnt myself out on it like a few months ago, and I came back to the game because I, uh, I decided, well, wait a minute. I'm not – like everyone stays at like 120, 125. That's, that's like the meta – and I realized, I was like, I'm not, I'm not trying to duel people. I'm trying to hunt gankers. I'm trying to fight three and four v one. Why am I staying at one twenty, one twenty five? I do want to limit myself to a certain meta, but I decided to uh, go up to one forty to one forty five, which I think for someone who's fighting gankers, you're you, someone who's fighting four people at a time. Those extra points, depending on the build, those extra points uh, can go a long way, uh, not only for viability but for um, just letting you round out your build a bit more and even get more, just get more enjoyment out of it. Um, mm -hmm. I love like my ninja build at 145 compared to 120 where he just, he had katanas and no shirt. So, <laughs> so, um, so he's, he's just uh, like, he's a weird uncle yeah. at that point who <laughs> can't stop talking about his Kung Fu days. And then, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, that's, cut, that's I cut this one out of a magazine, but one day I'm going to have it for real. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so how is that? So for people, do you think kind of in general, um, for people who are not like seeking that challenge, has it had, cause I noticed, uh, you know, for, again, for just kind of from online cursory resource uh, research, I could be wrong, but it feels like, uh, with this game, people who are doing a lot of invading are much more rare. Uh, you know, so like yourself does it, some people do, uh, do it because they want that sport, but it seems to have pushed the PVP scene to being almost exclusively duels and fight clubs. Yep, I I, I, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I, I see. I see a lot of that, um, which is I think that's it's kind of you know I can see both sides of it. It's kind of neat on my end for somebody who uh, just kind of plays through the game single player to have that quarantined. You know, that's something I have to opt into if I want to engage in it. So uh, if I want to try some PVP, like I did. Uh, kind of like quote unquote prepare for this episode. I didn't get very far in it, but to do that, I can do it. But if I want to just play through the game, it's pretty unlikely I get invaded except for um, a couple of the, the hotspots, except for Farron's and, uh, and the uh, pontiff's faithful well, or the, uh, uh, you know, but uh, I can also see it. It kind of makes it the separate game a little bit, right? Like you, you kind of yeah. go in and you can just sit down to duel. Like that's what you're doing. You don't have this aspect of it coming up in regular play very often. Does, well, does that gel with your experience or no? The 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 thing with that is um I I, I see where you're coming from with that, but it's not it probably didn't work <laughs> the way you're you're expecting it to, where it's like, oh, they're just dueling, you know? So you know, uh you do your thing, I'll do my thing. Great, everyone's happy. Um 
No, now I, I've seen like some of the most top tier PVPers and stuff. Since they don't want to deal with the gankers at like 120, 125, they've started making min max builds at level 70. And I was even watching, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out, Scott. Scott Jund. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, no, if is there beef, Scott? Yeah. Is this beef? No, 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 no. Uh, Exclusive. Me and Scott are cool, but uh, I, I it blew my mind the other day. I watched his stream, and I'm like. Scott, what level are you? And he pulls he pulls up his stats. He's level thirty six. He's invading at level thirty six <laughs> on this like on this build that he's he's trying and he's he's invading at level thirty six to fight gankers. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, I mean, you can do that. Yeah, people have always done low level invasions and stuff here and there, but I, I want to fight the, I want to fight the just try hard. Uh, that, for lack of a better term, just the the assholes at like one twenty one twenty five. I know not everybody's trying to be a, a dick, but right at like one twenty one twenty five, there are there is the group of gankers who get enjoyment out of just pissing off people, like the the um, the hardcore PVPers and stuff. Um, those are the ones I want to fight. The ones who will just <laughs> spam taunts. The ones who will stay in that area for days just waiting for invaders yeah. and stuff. Those are the ones I like to fight because those are the most satisfying fights. Yeah. Um, and nothing against them. Uh, a lot of people are like, how do you not hate gankers? It's like, because dude, it's a video game. I, I, <laughs> you know, it's whatever, you know, you play how you want. I'll play how I want. No big deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, it's, it's one reason why I encourage people. If you're, if you do PVP and you do duels and all that, and you're kind of turned off from invading because of gankers and stuff, try making a a new build at like 140 or 145 um, because the lowest level you can evade at 140, this is how I, I planned all this out. Mm. At 140, the lowest level you can evade is 126. So it's not interfering with the 120, 125 meta, right. which is the main meta, um, just and, to and be clear. And real quick, just, to, just in case anybody's listening doesn't know, meta is the agreed upon soul level that right. people... Uh, if they want to engage in PvP because it's based on level ranges who you can invade, um, there's kind of a community consensus that will come up that's around the level people want to engage in. And, right. Uh, and just again, just doing some glossary stuff in case anybody doesn't know. Yeah, no, that, that's fine. And and like the the whole balance is what is the what is the level where you can have like a solid build, but not everything and all that. And one twenty one twenty five is pretty much where the dust settled. Um, and that's not it's not the same for everyone but that's like the main meta it's also a little uh, bit above where people will naturally end the game at least with dark souls 3 right. as well so it's something that you would you would stretch up into in order to participate yeah mm. and uh i i had recently decided on having what i, I referred to as a quote-unquote quote-unquote gank hunting meta which would be <laughs> 140 145 and the thought process was 140 at lowest level, um, can invade 126. So you don't touch that meta. And um, 145 at the lowest level is 130, which is another. There are people who will make like 130 builds, which I, I believe people looking to gank will want that extra edge and will go about 130. Um, mm. So I will have like a character that's like 145. And because I'm skipping that 120, 125 meta, because I can't encounter that whenever I invade, for example, after the Pontiff bonfire, if I'm on like a 120, 125 build, I'm constantly invading fight clubs, which is, that's not what I want. 
Right. So right. because I'm bypassing that level range, I'm getting like nonstop invader or nonstop ganks, which is what I'm looking for. And the the good thing about it is it kind of works hand in hand with the 120-125 meta because these are the gankers who are like summoning their red signs and stuff while they're trying to get into a fight club. They're summoning red signs, they're getting invaded by them and stuff, and they're just, you know, attacking uh these people trying to get into duels so we're kind of working hand in hand where it's like me and a few others are targeting the gankers or the gankers are targeting the meta and it's just you know we're kind of like watching the duelist backs and stuff i'm not not saying i win like a security guard fights, but <laughs> it's yeah, like it's, when the rolling stones hire the hell's angels right <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the way I like to think of it at least. But yeah. <laughs> most of the time I'll go in there and just get my ass beat, but you know, whatever. It's it's all in good fun. But yeah, I would say uh I think going one forty, one forty five for um just to specifically fight gankers, uh, it gives you a reason to like make a new build, you know, to come back and make like a a new fresh build with that in mind as opposed to just the same old one twenty, one twenty five builds. Um but yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying 145. Yeah, it's making the pain a, a little less painful. What's the what's the trade off for that? Because obviously, if you extend above the meta, there, uh, you know, kind of bites on your lore end up being a little bit less frequent, right? There are just kind of like there's there's a smaller pool for you to for you to grab from. Like, is that the is that the only trade off for going going that high? Um, yeah, you uh. Like I said, you can like round out your builds a bit more and stuff. And I have a few builds that at 120, 125 just didn't really work. Mm -hmm. And so at I think they'll work a bit better, like 145. And I'm talking like uh, I have like a Pyromancer build that was just stretched too thin at 120, 125, which is that's fine for duels. But whenever you're fighting 4v1 and stuff, it's like why my for anyone who's like, oh, this scrub going above 125, why not? If I'm not, <laughs> well, yeah, trying, yeah. If I'm not trying to duel, why, why do you care? You're, you're fighting a, a combined... 480 you know <laughs> yeah. uh soul level uh, or, or 360 soul level so yeah going to a little bit above that is not yeah and and <laughs> the f yeah. i'm sorry you say no i was gonna say it's not like dishonorable you know or it's not, it's not like a problem and and the honor thing too is something i wanted to to mention but i, I feel like i accidentally cut you off there uh go ahead and, and finish your thoughts sorry about that oh yeah I, I was just gonna say that um that uh I think the main complaint that I've heard about it, or the main um, legitimate complaint, is uh, you're going to encounter higher level players. You know, you go higher, you're going to encounter a higher cap of, of a soul level. And that's true, but um, considering I'm trying to, like, hunt down the gankers that are targeting the 120, 125 meta... Um, it's they they can't be above level 152. If you go above level 152, you can't be invaded by level 120 anymore. So mm -hmm. while yes, you will encounter that, I think more than likely you'll encounter um people from like 126 to 152, like somewhere in between there. Uh so that's you know, that's kind of my thought process thought process behind that. It, the potential is there to invade higher levels, but you know, whatever dampens the blow a bit more of having to deal with all these people. If you want a little more fun out of it and you think 20 to 25 extra points will, you know, uh, help soften that blow a bit and make your build more enjoyable, then go for it. No reason yeah. not to. <laughs> 
do yeah. um speak uh speaking of kind of um and this this is more of a thing uh, outside of invasions and, and more in general pvp um what uh what's your take on or what do you think about um the kind of meta rules that have pr- uh kind of cropped up around like quote-unquote honor like i, I mentioned that word <laughs> earlier and i know that's that's kind of a topic <laughs> so in these funny. where like people well people go back and forth right like i've read some very like impassionate things and as somebody who's on the outside like i yeah, you know, do whatever you want. Um, but it, it being a thing, uh, I know that's kind of a controversial thing where some people take this super seriously and there are these kind of rules, um, that range from like, I remember in dark souls one, uh, when I experimented with PVP, people would, would chug all their Estes, uh, you know, honor chug. Yeah. Like honor <laughs> chug. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, sounds, sounds like a like, weird night out of frat or like on, an energy drink. <laughs> Go grab yourself a six pack honor chug. Um, <laughs> people do like honor chug, or then they're just bowing, obviously, yeah. and stuff. But what? Uh, where do you land on that stuff? Is that uh, is that you, nonsense or is that good? You hit just you hit the nail on the head, and that's mm-hmm. that's this is something I rant about like every stream, whether I want to or not. It comes up, <laughs> and it's something I just I, I can talk endlessly on. Um, where do I begin? Um, honor. Uh, back in let me put it this way back in like uh demon souls and my my dark souls one days i was very much so about like you know honor uh super fair duel like if i invade and the you know the i i i I almost expect in a way for the host to stop what he's doing stop progressing through level and bow and fight me with honor like that that was like my mindset back then but I guess over the years, I I just came to realize how ridiculous that is. Um, If you invade, and I'm talking about the people who um, think of honor in this mindset. That's not everybody. A lot of people consider honor like something restricted. It's like fight clubs and stuff like that. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. Um, That's already something where there's you're, you're in an artificial construct, you know, like that is agreed upon by other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I um. I always have to talk to my viewers about this because I'll invade and there'll be somebody like say there'll be a host by themselves and they'll like bow towards me or wave at me or something and I'll just charge them. <laughs> I'll just <laughs> I'll just go right for them <laughs> and start attacking them. And people are like, dude, do you not have like any honor or whatever? And then what happens while I'm doing that? a summon comes out of left field and jumps me <laughs> or, or I encounter that same host later and he's got a full gank squad with him. So <laughs> what I'm saying is there's no place in, and there should be no place in invasions for this self-imposed honor because you are forcing your way into someone else's game. Let, let's, let's just, let's just throw the whole idea of like the gankers that are like staying in the same area, throw, throw that out the window for a second. If you're invading a player who's actually progressing through the stage, there's people, there's invaders who will show up and they expect, they fully expect a host with like three summons to have them all stop, stop progressing (laughs) on the stage that this dude may be on his last ember and he may be finally about to beat this level that he's been stuck on for hours or whatever the case is. And you as the invader are expecting them to stop what they're doing and all take turns and fight you 1v1. It's like, no, dude, they're going to whip your ass. Like, they don't, like, that's like me kicking down your door and then you go to call the cops and I'm like, uh, dude, 
why don't you fist fight me like a man? It's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You just broke into my house. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it just blows my mind whenever there, there's these people who are just like, oh my God, like I can't stand how I can't get a 1v1 and, you know, in invasions and whenever I do, they heal and this and that. And it's like, yeah, because they're trying not to die. You force your way into their game. Yeah. That's what an invasion it's, is. It's not like there's a Eula that pops up. Like, okay, exactly. in order for this to, in order for this to happen, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. you, you just you, you type out your terms with a PS4 keyboard, um, and then they have to either accept, at which point, you know, you you are dropped into no a featureless heals, void. No, no yeah. dark yeah. sword, no buffs. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no Rush 15. Um, and, um, Final destination. Yep. <laughs> or, or, you know, just... Uh, no, no dice you get your orb back and you're and you're and you're good um, but it's, it's just yeah it, it blows my mind that they just they they think that they first of all that they're gonna do that second of all that they know they're that these players know their self-imposed rule sets and it's like the moment they break one they'll probably be the one to send you hate mail i used to do that i used to be so <laughs> damn salty like if you dared one shot hornet ring backstab me in dark souls one like back in 2012 <laughs> I was the guy sending you a message like a, a baby could do that. You're dishonorable. Well, that was me. So mm -hmm. I, I lived that life at one point. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think if you if you're invading, um, not only doing that, but showing up and seeing something where it's like a single host or something by themselves and there's another invader fighting them and you stop and like sit down and let them let them have their duel or whatever. No, you're not, you're not helping anybody like that. <laughs> for all you know, that could be someone who's been ganking for hours who just got like that invader could have killed off his phantoms a moment ago and mm -hmm. you show up and now you're, Oh, this is an honorable. No, it's an invasion. <laughs> Jump in and murder the guy, yeah. you know, gank the guy. Like there's nothing wrong with ganking. So it yeah. happens on both sides of the fence, but yeah, invasions, some people just think like, <laughs> like it's it's a duel. It's like no, it's not. Yeah, this isn't the old west. No, like, <laughs> exactly. Like, this is you know this is there's there's a video game in front yeah. of you. Yeah, that you're, that you're playing. The, the like the thing that might baffles me again as somebody who's you know who's an outsider at this is there a is there a legitimate reason and i know legitimate is a is a, is a loaded term there is there a legitimate reason for kind of like the gesture based rules for this kind of stuff because the idea of bowing to somebody when i invade them or when they invade me feels like something from an rp server like yeah if that's... what you're communicating is i see you and this is about to happen well i would imagine them locking on is what communicates that yeah they it's I... it's it goes back to if somebody shows up if someone invades you and they they get to you and they bow that's them saying i'm honorable let us have a nice honorable duel together and you're <laughs> probably thinking what's this asshole doing? Yeah. You know, like you, dude, I I'm on my last Ember. I'm trying to get through the stage. You show up and you, you bow, like we're going to have a nice fair fight. Like, no dude, you're the invader. And, yeah, and I, I, I did not like heal in the fight. You're going to get hate mail. Like, how dare you? <laughs> okay. So petition, let's eliminate honor from the lexicon. Let's just call it manners because when you call it manners in terms of invading and stuff like that, all of a sudden it sounds a little bit goofy, right? <laughs> I, I think like the idea being and this is not defending it because it's not like I, I don't care but the, the like, I don't do this but the um is that uh because when originally it was just a bow thing it was politeness at some point it became about having time to get ready because buffs and everything became part of it 
where there was this thing where if you were building where like you're only good if you can throw on Dark Moon Blade onto your sword, um, that had to be like they had to allow time for that, which to me like kind of robs that of of its tactical sense, right? right? Like you've chosen this buff build, like you have to find time to put on that buff. That's part <laughs> exactly. of the, the cost. Yeah. Yes. You know, like it, make it make some space years. and and put on your thing, and then that's fine. I don't need to restrict be... that though. You made the choice. Yeah. yeah, it should be something that you have to like risk in the fight. Well, mm. people will get so offended. It's like you you won't let me put on my buff. I'm missing all these stat points. It's like, dude, well, that's your <laughs> yeah. that's your choice. That's like saying like somebody in Dark Souls One, <laughs> Brandon. Um, <laughs> whenever, so much beef. Like yeah. I'll go I'll, I'll go to fight him, and he, he's like, oh, okay, let me buff my my falchion, which <laughs> if you know Ouroboros build with the the buff falchion, it's the most infuriating thing in the world to fight, and you'll you just melt. <laughs> so it's like it's like no dude that should be something that you have to risk in the fight like yeah. that's that's something that always blew my mind but that is <laughs> that goes hand in hand with honors honor and stuff like that but that's that's like the duelist mindset which mm-hmm. is that's fine but there's a place for it wait i'm sorry what oh there's a, i just i was just saying there's a place for it yeah exactly like it, fight clubs that's the place if you have this mindset you have no place invading. You should, you can, but the moment things blow up in your face and don't go how you expect them to, you shouldn't complain. Yeah. But um, like I, I, I had, I had a few viewers. Uh, one in particular, um, I don't remember who, but they told me they were like, we got on con- the topic of honor and ganking and stuff. And they were like, oh no, dude, I'll, I like to be summoned by like hosts, you know, to help them out, like lower level hosts and stuff. I'll go and help them out, but the moment they get invaded. I'm not helping. I, I I sit down on the side and I. Uh, <laughs> That's what you're there for. Uh, and I watch, <laughs> and you know, I make them fight one v one. It's like, dude, you're not you're not doing your job. You're not helping. Well, it's, you're, it's really you're, patronizing too. It's, it's really you saying like, oh, this is how you should enjoy this. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you enjoy this game the way I want you to. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like it just blows my mind. It's like you're there to keep the host alive at all costs. This dude mm-hmm. could be on his last ember. He could have been stuck here for hours. And you're just being this, this just, <laughs> this snob who's just like, like, oh no, you're doing this yourself, sir. And, and it's just, it just blows my mind that you would force them into this whenever you're there to help yeah. at all costs, and you're not doing your job. Yeah. So yeah, stick, take that mentality and stick <laughs> to fight clubs, fight clubs, tournaments, all that. That's fine. It's perfectly fine. That's yeah. where it belongs. But in invasions and summons and stuff, it's supposed to be. Just everyone ganking the hell out of each other. That's just the nature. It's of more it. hostile, you know, and that's yeah. and that's in the the game. That's in the text. That's right. not meta rules or like your opinion. The whole idea behind invasions are to add the sense of menace to the world, you know, in in the actual flow of the game, not in kind of the organized, you know, mm-hmm. uh, emerging gameplay way of of setting up fight clubs and stuff. Right. Is the idea is you're just you don't really know what's going to happen. There's this unpredictable danger spike that can happen at any time. You know, and that's supposed to be thrilling and, and kind of yep. lend that's to this mood and everything. You don't yeah. know what's going to happen. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 lending to this mood. Yeah. You know, so it's not uh, it's not just you saying like, oh, uh, no, it, it should be like this. It's like, no, that's that's the game. Yeah. Everything else is stuff that we brought to it. <laughs> right. The, the, there are very conscious design decisions that have been made to kind of increase the amount of chaos. That, yeah. you know, that 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 yeah. happens, you know, kind of around any given corner, not just in the PVE stuff that's kind of like designed in place there, but just when just in the ways that players can kind of collide. Yeah, the the whole thing with like uh, the meta and like all these self imposed rules, that's to make like 
1v1 fights. Um, that's something the community decided on to make these fights balanced and allowing you to show off your own personal skill or build or whatever versus someone else's. And that is a that is something that should not leave fight clubs. You can do it in invasions, mm-hmm. but it's going to blow up in your face and you're going to get mad about it. So mm. is there any chance of the community at large kind of taking the design cues that from has put into this and saying like, Hey, this is what we, this is the vision that we have for, 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 for PVP specifically invasion kind of PVP in, in, in dark Souls three. Is there a chance they pick that up and run with it? And it's just going to take a while or are a lot of people who are looking into this kind of looking for a different game? Hmm. I think, um, like I have, I have my, my opinions on, <laughs> on dark souls 2 anyone who's tuned into my stream you know it's not it's not for me um mm-hmm. but one thing that they did right absolutely is the amount of community feedback and everything whenever it comes to pvp they if you enjoy dark souls 2 like if you enjoy the core mechanics of dark souls 2 and pvp that game is a damn just wonderland to you it's mm-hmm. they did a really good job with the pvp for what it for what it is i personally have issues with like the core mechanics of how the game works but um if you're fine with that they did a good job of like balancing out the pvp and a lot of people say that the best pvp in the soul series is from dark souls 2 that's that's actually become not too um uh out there of an opinion you know it's uh, pretty. It almost feels like a fifty-fifty split uh, mm. at this point, and and it's not it's not unfounded. They did a great job balancing out uh, the like the gameplay in it, and um, so will Dark Souls three get that treatment? I I don't know. It'd be awesome, but I think it's at the point now where they've kind of shown that they've stacked the odds so much in the host's favor. Like they went they as we discussed before, they went overboard with that. Um, time and i think it's just it sets so many people apart to where a lot of pvpers are now either dueling or they've just they, they've just said you know they're they're done with it you know they don't they don't like dark souls 3 because of the pvp because of the odds just 100 stacked against the invader um and like i said i i, I left the game for like two months because i, I <laughs> felt that as well and i only came back whenever i decided it might be fun to try 140-145, which I, I'm really enjoying the game again. But, um, yeah, I, I hope they they take a note from the community and just kind of change some stuff around. But, I don't know, with the whole poise scenario and how just vague they're being towards, like, answering the community's questions and stuff, I don't really see it happening. But Right. Yeah. Cool. What um so kind of kind of pivoting or, or moving uh, to something different? What would you say? Um, like let's say somebody uh, is like Miracle and they play through these games to kind of get through them. They fight bosses and stuff, and they they kind of want to eyeball PvP. Um, how should they get started? What are some kind of basic uh, kind of concepts or things that they should they should know about? Okay, uh, you're, you're gonna have to repeat that because there is a really loud motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, well, that was me. I, <laughs> he revs um, it whenever he thinks he's asking a really good question. Yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, it's on the side. It's it's an airbushed. It's a barbarian talking to a wizard, and he says, "Hey, Gary, you're doing a good job." Um, and I just I just uh, rev it up just whenever I feel like I'm doing a good job. Um, the uh, so it, let's say somebody is totally you know doesn't know anything about PvP, total PvP virgin. Um, 
how would you, if let's say they want to get started, what should they do? What are some kind of basic things they should know about basic concepts, things like that uh, um, to get into it? If we're, if we're talking, uh, I guess dark souls three. Yeah. Specifically. Um, yeah. Specifically dark souls three. I would, I would say if you're wanting to get into PVP, um, a lot of people will just go online and just like Google like best dark souls three PVP build or, or where do I find the dark sword? And it's, uh, mm. you can, you can do that. You can go for like the more popular builds and stuff. But the thing that's kept me in PVP for so long is, um, and it drives some people insane, people who are very like min max, like only using the most viable stuff in the world, which is fine. Um, I like to make almost like characters. It's not always in like an RP sense, but it does have that element to it where, I'll make a build centered around a theme or a specific weapon that I just I think is cool or has a fun move set or whatever. And I'll just build this character that just kind of matches that theme and I'll go with that. So I would say first and foremost, and this this could go for anything, not just PvP. Whenever it comes to a Souls game, you should just get your own feel for it and find like the build and the character that you want. You know, if you get in there and you have someone else tell you exactly where to put your stat points, exactly what weapons to use and everything, it's not going to be an experience really tailored to you. Like sometimes some of the reasons I I keep coming back to these games is because I want to play my character. I want to play like my build. Like in Bloodborne, I had a character that was full-blown RP. Um, (laughs) It was a, uh, for a long time, it was a Beast Claw only build, uh, which we, me and my chat named Vincent Pale Dust. super edgy but um pretty great yeah but i would i would uh i would keep going back to bloodborne because i wanted to play that character you know while if i had just this min max build or something i would be less inclined to like oh i'm really excited to get on and play that build that i didn't come up with so um (laughs) i would say you know make it your own would be um good advice for the game itself but uh as for pvp Get into uh, duels, fight clubs, stuff like that, so you can kind of get a feel for it. You know, get go out there and get your ass kicked. That's kind of that's kind of how it's got to happen. You got to just get it beat into you, so you can get a feel for uh, dealing with other move sets, other tactics, spacing yourself out, um, how to punish specific things, um, carry windows, all that stuff. It, it's just something that just will develop over time. Yeah. You're going to get your ass handed to a million times over. I still get my ass beat on a regular basis. <laughs> um, and I'm still learning. And and that that goes for all the Souls games. It's just a continuous learning experience that you just need to go out there and get your ass kicked. That's, that's <laughs> well, pretty it's, much It's real similar to the, the main game, right? Where like you have to stop being afraid of, of death um, is kind of the point. Yeah. And we were talking about it before we started recording is that like PVP is almost like a separate game, but it's interesting that the approach is very similar where like, you know, the appeal of the single player game is making a guy who's my guy, (laughs) you know, like character build is really important to me in these games. Um, It's something I really love. And it's one of the things that some, you know, in some entries in the series do better than others, I think for that aspect. Um, And, uh, and that getting over your fear of death or your fear of failure is still very important to that. Yeah. Um, you know, other than like, and then some of those, rather than looking up, I think, um, and you can tell me if, if this lines up with what, what you think, um, 
rather than looking up just kind of the best build, um, there are a couple of good, like, uh, legitimate or kind of, uh, intentional guides, um, about it where people have done kind of like, Hey, these are the basics, you know, um, like the, you mentioned, uh, spacing where you're talking about that. And if you play fighting games, that's really obvious. And, and if you know what words mean, uh, it's very <laughs> obvious what that means, but what it means in souls is a little bit different where it's really about knowing weapon ranges, um, knowing how to stay far away, uh, from an enemy to where they will miss you, but you can still step up and yeah. counter, you know, or, or punish that, that miss yeah. or anything like that. So it is, uh, kind of even just knowing those basics. I think that, um, there's a couple of YouTubes. I'll put some stuff in the show notes, uh, that I've looked at, uh, that kind of tells, gets uh, really down to that basic level. And then it's, it is just straight up practice. Yeah. Uh, continuously because, uh, which is the, the step that I haven't done <laughs> and, and right. uh, my attempts to, uh, have, yeah. have balked me cause I die. Oh, I was just going to say the, um, whenever it comes to like spacing and stuff like that, the, the thing is that is obviously that's something you need to uh, get used to. I'm still getting used to it. Um, but it's, uh, there's something in souls games called a little something called phantom range, which is, uh, where, weapons um some more than others more so than others will tend to have more range than you than it than it seems you know they it, it's called phantom range for a reason a lot mm. of people will just say oh that's lag but it's more specifically something referred to as phantom range where like on their screen like you'll say you'll roll away right as they swing um and on their screen you're still it, you you haven't fully rolled away yet. You know, mm-hmm. you've like just initiated the roll or whatever. And if you're still there and they they will land the hit, but on your screen it looks like you got hit from a mile away. You're like, what is that? Mm-hmm. That's that's phantom range. And that is one of the biggest things of learning how to deal with. It. You have to not only know spacing, but know like well, you like, can't trust uh, your eyes. Yeah, like it's exactly. You can't. Yeah. You can't go just based off of. You could be the best uh, PvP in the world in any game, and then you come into Souls, and you're like, "How did that hit me? That sword shouldn't be able to reach me right now." <laughs> and it's just, it's just the nature of Souls. It, you know, for anyone who's not into PvP, it sounds like, "Oh, that sucks," but it's, it is manageable uh, unless yeah. you get someone who's just on like <laughs> McDonald's Wi-Fi and they're just all place, <laughs> but. Um, it's like you yeah, said McDonald's uh, Wi-Fi, but it sounded like you said Donald's Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. And I was just thinking, yeah, is this just, more beef? I was like, is this more beef? Like, well, I mean, Donald <laughs> who has a shitty internet connection. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, oh. is is Phantom Range like predictable? Is that something that you can, you know, kind of like go into a situation, kind of counting on it, or is it something that like you can have kind of like a dead reckoning of, but there's like variance on either side of it? Um, it's it's pretty predictable if it's like a solid connection and stuff. Uh, for instance one of the things that's the toughest to deal with, I feel is, um, is the, uh, Goddard twin swords. Um, mm-hmm. they're whenever you have both swords in each hand and you're like dual wielding them and you do the rolling, what is it? The rolling L one, which is that double stab mm-hmm. that has ridiculous phantom range. Um, like you can, people will abuse that by just spamming it over and over and over so <laughs> what i tend to do which um you know obviously th- this is this is better whenever you get a feel for like spacing and stuff and and all that you don't have to rely on all this stuff but um i i will just just so i don't have to deal with that kind of stuff most of the time if i'm if in my head i'm even worried about phantom range i'll just roll twice 
or something <laughs> like that. Um, but there, there are players who are like, you know, so good that they, they can space them themselves out so perfectly that they know like where, you know, everything's going to fall and stuff. So, um, that's why, like, I, I just go into invasions and do my best against gankers, get my ass beat a lot. Sometimes I, I don't, sometimes I, I actually, you know, finish them off or whatever. But, um, but the people who sit there and do all the fight clubs and the, the duelist and stuff, they are just like purely just forever honing their one V one skills. Right. Um, I there's so many of them that can just like whip my ass, <laughs> but, and that's what if you're starting just... out, that's probably what you're going up against too, you know, oh, yeah. at least initially. So real quick, this is something I, I should have asked earlier, and I just realized this. So when you when we talk about fight clubs, um, and this kind of rolls into etiquette, but if somebody is starting out and you walk into a fight club, are, are those things that people are organizing offline and are just kind of like for folk, or are you just you know just stand around and eventually you'll know when to play? And when you get kind of get your turn, um, well, you're you're saying like, is that something you can take yeah, part you, in? Um, yeah, if you stumble offline? across one, you know, like you're you're just trying to start off. You're like you're 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 Johnny Amateur, and you're you're starting <laughs> off in PvP, and you you go you get summoned into you know a world, um, and there is a Fight Club hanging out there. Um, is that cool? Like you just uh you know party with with the boys, or is that something that's like? that's kind of a faux pas because that was organized offline by people on Reddit who wanted to set up this thing. And it's not, you know, all comers served. Um, well, if they're trying to do that, they'll most likely have a password, which that, that won't prevent like, you know, okay. Random invaders. But, um, but if you do invade and you come across this host and there's like, say like two, um, or even three other like red phantoms, Standing around, it's good to assume it's okay to assume that's a fight club, and you can probably take part. And what you'll want to do is just kind of go on order of like when you arrived. So there'll be two people fighting, and then like after one dies, whoever was there prior to it's like first come first serve. Uh, they'll mm-hmm. go, and then you go. So yeah, it's it's something that people can join into if you happen across one. But due to password matching and stuff now, um, if you wanna if you wanna take part in something like that. I think the best thing to do would be to go on Twitch, go to the Dark Souls 3 directory and find a stream where there is a streamer like hosting a fight club or something like that. Mm-hmm. There, there's plenty of them. They're, they're always on there. Um, and you just pop in and say, hey, room for yeah, one more. Could, <laughs> yeah. And hopefully it won't be uh, anyone too try hard who's just like, oh my God, you're so bad. Get out. But most most of the time it'll be... You know, they'll be very welcoming of it. They'll be like, oh, yeah, here's the password. They'll probably have a command in the chat, and you just put the password in and your options and put down your sign, and uh, if the streamer happens to summon you, awesome. If not, that's just kind of the nature of streaming, um, especially if it's a bigger stream. You know, they, they try to get to everyone, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. But, uh, but yeah, you could you could definitely... I think Twitch is a great place to take part in stuff like that. And just to find people, you could go into random streams and be like, Hey, does anybody want to fight? I'm on PS4. Uh, I'm a, you know, this soul level there's always bound to be someone who's like, yeah, I'll fight you. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'd say get involved with like the PVP community itself. Uh, Going around just alone out there. It's you're, you're bound to not find as many encounters. 
It's, it's uh, a lot like uh, getting any skill where you kind of want to get involved with the community um, and then just kind of like learn and kind of, you know, lurk like the same way that you're going to kind of learn some of these basics is probably by watching, you know, and, right. and you get that. And then those same people you're watching, you know, are probably part of a message board, either a YouTube service or a, like Reddit or Twitch, any of those things where you can actually talk to people and set up time to practice and stuff, right. which is, uh, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of cool in that respect. And even though people can be like super salty, um, about, uh, about this stuff and, and kind of, kind of be up their ass with, with honor and rules and the like, the nice thing is, is that there's always more people out there. So if you go on there and you have a bad experience, somebody's kind of a dick, like just don't play with that person anymore. You move on <laughs> yeah. and probably be yeah. fine. Someone's always bound to complain about something. And I'm not, I'm, I'm saying like, there's, you know, people are going to be more welcoming than not believe that or not the soul is <laughs> meaning um but uh but if you're like doing your own thing you have your own build or whatever and you haven't like gone and looked up like what's you know what's the best this what's this, that and you're just doing your own thing someone's bound to complain about something yeah mm -hmm. uh yeah. and yeah. i say just you know uh don't give a damn yeah brush that jay-z shoulder no brush that gif <laughs> <laughs> just knock that stuff off yeah yeah there, there's definitely no pleasing everybody um i i in dark souls 2 i remember it's the first time i ever had to put my stream into sub only chat which is where for anyone who's not familiar with twitch it's where um only paying subscribers can chat uh and that was because i had probably like four thousand five thousand people watching my stream um around dark souls 2 release and my chat just freaked out like newcomers to the stream i should say mm -hmm. were freaking out because i was using dark magic and a katana which is like <laughs> like what is oh my god like you are the biggest piece of trash and whatever and the game had been out like a week <laughs> it's just like oh my god dude like i i had to just i had to like just close up the chat for a bit just to get a handle on things right and so that was the first time i ever had to put it in sub only and then not long after that it's where I learned, learned you can't please everyone. Not long after that, I was trying a build in Dark Souls 2 that was that made use of two. Um, I was trying to, I was just, it was more like an RP kind of a build where I was trying to make use of two. Uh, I, I was, what, what's the term for it? The uh, dual stance, uh, power stance. Mm -hmm. I was like power stancing um, two broken thief swords, which are like some of the crappiest weapons in the game. Um, <laughs> and, and people were freaking out. They're like, they're like, oh my God, you're so bad. Why are you using such a crappy weapon? Do you know how this game works? You're so bad. And I'm like, dude, like people <laughs> were freaking out on me because I'm using an underpowered weapon. Normally I freak yeah. out when I'm using overpowered. So there's no It's almost like no people just want to be upset. Exactly. <laughs> so there's no that, middle ground there. There's it's that's whenever I realized, you know, you just have to, especially with Souls PvP. Do whatever you want and make it your own and be happy with what you have. And if people complain about it, whatever. But <laughs> if people unless, complain about it, send it to our friend Jeremy at Dark Souls Hater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that unless is, that is you're true. like yeah. unless you're like in a, a fight club or a tournament or whatever that has very specific rules. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, listen to that. Uh, they're yeah. gonna just like not play with you. But um otherwise, yeah, do do your own thing and just just don't give a damn what anyone else has to say about it as long as you're enjoying it that's fine but um to probably fairly uh 
probably close to, to wrapping up. Um, unless, unless Cole has something I was going to close out and you can answer this. And then, uh, if Cole has anything, we can definitely add that on too. Yeah. But let's say they do, um, you know, they're not going to make a dark souls Four. um, they say they're not going to make a bloodborne two. Let's say that they're lying because there's money to be made. I don't know. Maybe that might be the case. Um, <laughs> what would you want to see in, in like a PVP thing? Like what changes would you like to see to make the PVP hmm. uh, mechanics and, and scene kind of better in future entries? Oh boy. Um, that's that is that is very uh that is very tough. <laughs> uh hmm. to be honest, I I would say I would be happy if they if they went back to kind of like kind of like how Dark Souls 1 worked in terms of um invasions and mechanics and all that, but with some of some of the improvements from Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls 3, namely Dark Souls 3's backstab system. I think that would, you know, that that's a game changer. But the thing is, you know, if you can't punish Estes and stuff like that because they're walking around, you know, having a sip out of it every five seconds, <laughs> um, that's that's a problem. So I think there, it, it just feels like every new installment of the game, it feels like they're so close to perfecting like the PvP system, but so far there's always mm-hmm. like one or two things where they're just like it's like they they screwed up royally, like. Yeah. Mm. like uh dark souls one backstabs uh dark souls two soul memory <laughs> bloodborne's um bell maiden system bloodborne uh entry does not exist yeah <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah you... as far as pvp is concerned yeah yeah but... yeah it was not really a thing as far as i understand like I did yeah not see a lot of people doing bloodborne and it's because PvP. of the bell maiden system and and the lack of covenants and stuff and then dark souls three they just they it's like they perfected everything but they're like let's just throw all the odds against the invaders. So I think if they eased up on that a bit and, um, and didn't like scrap stuff last minute <laughs> poise, um, <laughs> and we're just a bit more clear with the community then you know, it would be, it would be just the perfect experience, but will they do that? I don't know. It's from soft. Who the hell knows? Uh, yeah. They kind of have, yeah. have their own rationale. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the the only the only thing I I I've been saying I'd like to see come back uh, is uh, the banish spell from Demon Souls. Mm. For anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's it's a spell in the game that you use, and um, as a host, you you can use this spell, and it creates this shockwave, almost like Wrath of the Gods, but you know, well, uh, in as in comparing to like Dark Souls One, Wrath of the Gods, not as quick. It's just this this aura that just like spreads out from you, and it's dodgeable and stuff. But if you catch an invader in it, it sends them home. Um, <laughs> it'll disconnect them. And I always thought that was a really cool way to deal with um, people who didn't want to people who didn't want to deal with PvP, and it was like forced upon them. Mm-hmm. It gave them like a way out, as opposed to just disconnecting and pulling the plug. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a, it's a skill based way out, and it's a way out that's within the fiction of the game. Right. I right. mean, you get you know, it. You get it from the Yellow King. Yeah, it was it's it was something such, your character is doing. It's pretty neat. Yeah, it was such a cool implementation, and and we haven't seen it since. And I even did a. There's a playthrough on my YouTube of um, I called it a gotta banish them all, and it was basically <laughs> me doing that to like quote unquote catch viewers and stuff, and then uh, <laughs> and then I would be able to summon them to like help me fight and stuff. Uh, after I've caught them, after yeah. they invaded me, so it, that that was a really fun playthrough. But point is, 
<laughs> I think that would be a really cool thing to bring back. But then I look at Dark Souls 3 and how dealing with something like that while they have three phantoms oh, and all sure. this crap stacked against <laughs> you, they wouldn't really have a good place there. Yeah. So if they balanced everything out more to where it's fair on both sides, then maybe bring back something like Banish for people <laughs> who don't necessarily want PvP. Yeah. Um, what if, what if it was something that cool invaders thing. could use to banish helpful phantoms? Like you, Wait, could, you sorry, could swat away their, their options. Like something you could uh, use, like invaders could use it to get rid of helping phantoms. Like you, you make it a spell where you could swat away their, their <laughs> options, their extras. At that point, you're basically a ruby weapon. Yeah. <laughs> they put them out of the fight yeah. for a little while. I don't I don't yeah. see them doing that, especially after what we've seen in Dark Souls 3. But you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be complaining. <laughs> but um <laughs> but yeah, that's uh that maybe maybe just how about how about in Dark Souls 3, FromSoft, if you're listening to this, g- give us a new kind of talisman in the DLC that we could throw on a host that keeps them from summoning for like a mm. minute. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. I don't see it <laughs> happening. Yeah. But that would be, you know, it's kind of the inverse of the of banish, but well, whatever. The weird thing is is that they definitely listen to people's feedback about PvP because a lot of the adjust like minute weapon adjustments and spell adjustments and things like that are PvP focused. Right? Like, you right. know, they they, uh, they are it, definitely it, listening, yeah. So they it's it seems within the realm of possibility that they could actually listen to that that complaint, but it just hasn't come up yet. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll necessarily make that specific item, but it is possible that they'll make things a little bit more balanced towards invading and, and incentivize invading a little bit more. Um, just because I we know that they are listening. It's mm-hmm. just whether they agree that it's a change <laughs> that needs to be made. Yeah. You know, it's whether they care. And that sounds dismissive, like, oh, it, but it's not necessarily bad if they don't care. It's like they right. get to make they're making the game they want to make. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And in the history of the series is one of oversteering from entry to entry and even from DLC to DLC. Yeah. So who who even knows? Like I don't I don't see evidence of that in, in the the ashes of Ariandel, but in the the actual the bigger DLC, the fifteen dollar one, it's possible that'll have some major changes. Even though the ashes of Ariandel it does have the uh, dedicated arena space, which makes mm-hmm. me think that they the idea of pushing people towards duels and fight clubs was really intentional. Yeah. Like they yeah. wanted to, to kind of segregate that play experience. Yeah, it's um, like if you want to invade, you can, but you're going to be dealing with yeah. crap. And I so, can I can respect <laughs> that, but it's. Just ease up a little bit. It's a bit yeah. too much. As yeah. someone who enjoys dealing with all that, it's just, just pump the brakes a bit from so <laughs> overcorrecting is is definitely a thing yeah. that happens with this series. Yeah, for sure. Um my, yeah. my, my question before we before we end here, you know, Gary Gary kind of looked to look to the future there, but something that from did that is kind of different here is kind of add a, a covenant in the 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 mound builders or mound makers. I, I, I always forget exactly. Yeah, exactly what the, exactly what they're called, which you know, quite literally, they're they're wild card. They're 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 mad phantoms. They are the you, wild card. They're crazy. Yeah, those, those purple the, the, guys. Cut, cut your brake lines. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just uh, what do you think about what that has done to kind of like multi multiplayer in general, and then just PvP in in in, in specific? Like, how has that actually just kind of like changed the meta or changed the experience? Like, like what do you see that role being? Um, I think uh. I think that was almost that was almost a really really cool implementation. It, I think it would be a cool implementation if they could go as far as to enter the boss fight with the host, and because they they can either help the host or hurt the host. But mm-hmm. the fact that they can't enter the boss room kind of it kind of just turns them into just another 
invader, especially if there's a tree to see the giants and their mm -hmm. their whole wild card is like out the window. No <laughs> one's gonna no one's gonna look at a purple sign. And because it no matter what, even you have the white ring on or whatever the case, it shows as purple in their <laughs> world. So no one's gonna summon a purple sign over like a white or orange sign. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, oh, this guy could potentially kill me. You know what? I'm gonna trust him. No one's gonna do that. <laughs> so they're at the moment, they're just kind of like another invader. But um if they had it to where there was more of a reason to summon. And I think especially if if they are summoned, and obviously not if they invade. If they invade, they should like forego that choice. But if they are summoned, they can enter the boss fight and then potentially turn on them in the boss fight. <laughs> that would be something really cool. That is that is full-blown wild card, but I don't see them doing that. But um, yeah. It's, it's that, something that, that uh, has always been true through the series where they've done these um, kind of gimmick things. Uh, Covenants with gimmick PvP, and they've never quite gotten it right. Um, right. I, I've had a lot of fun doing purple phantoms just because enemies will aggro to you. So you can use it to kind of lead, you know, like Pied Piper <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of guys to the enemy and, and just kind of fuck them over. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I haven't considered that. I, I haven't done much uh, purple invasions just because I don't see much incentive. It's a cool idea, but... Yeah, it's it's just for it's just for griefing, and it probably doesn't work anymore. It like nobody was really yeah. cool to buy it, but people would summon me to try to do a fight, and then I would go and come back with <laughs> with two you know evangelists, and then and then team up with the, the level <laughs> against them, you know, or try to get the 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 evangelist aggro onto them, and that was that was kind of fun, but it's still not one hundred percent successful. Uh, Rat Bros were not totally successful. Grave Lording was not successful. Um, you know, they haven't quite got the like kind of fun i wish they would move a little bit further yeah. in that direction yeah because that that stuff is really adds a lot of flavor i think if they could get it right in a way that people would engage with it you know i, I like the idea of there being more weird covenants weird pvp stuff or or yeah. just make grave lording work because that was so cool i i, and, like, I was hoping they'd bring <laughs> back grave lording and do something cool grave lording is such a cool concept but the reality it. of it is it, it it can work but you're just standing around doing nothing yeah. <laughs> they need to have like a little like you pull up a watch that has a, a breakout clone on it that you can play while you're waiting for somebody to invade you to get rid of your your curse yeah like they the, have, the they have so many, games there's so many covenants in dark souls 3 that are just like they they just they miss the ball like the uh what is the fingers of rosaria yeah. there's there's no point there's no point <laughs> being the covenant at all like if, if i invade with a with a uh, a red orb, with a red eye orb, I'm still getting the covenant reward. I'm still getting the tongues of the people I kill, which I can then turn in. Like I don't even have to have the covenant like equipped. There, there's no there is no purpose to that covenant. It's mm. completely useless. It's just strictly there as a means of respecking and like changing your character's look if you want. And that's it. Just that didn't <sighs> need to be a covenant. That that was our yeah, it was it, it, item it in Dark to be Souls too, and was. That was fine, you know. It, it didn't need to be um, tied into a covenant. It just makes it weird. Yeah, the, and um, then it kind of confuses things. It just it it sucked. Whenever I finally like, I gathered so many tongues that I went to go turn them in, and I reached the cap. This was before the patch where they raised the cap. Mm -hmm. I reached the cap of I think at the time it was like only like a hundred tongues or something, and all I saw was a little message that popped up that's like, <laughs> "You've turned in a lot of tongues. You can stop now." That's pretty much what it said, <laughs> and I was just like. Okay. Like they didn't have any kind of like final reward or anything. And then I look at like um Blue Sentinels versus Dark Moon. Like why the hell would you be a Blue Sentinel versus a Dark Moon? 
Mm -hmm. uh, Dark Moon has rewards and you can get like a buff from it, you know, if you ever get summoned. Um, While Blue Sentinels, there's no rewards involved. I, um, I will say I really like being a blue sentinel, like a like like a yeah, blue. Yeah, I was so excited. That yeah. was the one covenant I wanted to be in Dark Souls Three. The blue sentinels. Just, <laughs> I was so excited for it. I, I've and, actually I've done more PvP in in Dark Souls Three than in any any other game because I will put on that covenant, um, and I will just be summoned in to help people. See, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be the good guy this time, <laughs> but, but it's just like so tragic. It, it's just the 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 odds. First of all, on release, like you, you would sit around trying to get summoned and it just wouldn't happen. I heard they they've adjusted it to where it's a bit better, but um but now I just I don't really care to be a blue sentinel or anything because mm-hmm. I'm gonna be that guy showing up and it's gonna be like four V one and mm-hmm. it's just that's not gonna be fun to me. I like the idea of showing up and protecting the host. Yeah. You know, like I in Dark Souls 2, and I'm sorry, I know we're like supposed to end and not ramble. <laughs> no, um in Dark Souls 2, one of the best experiences I've ever had in the Souls series, I uh I was a blue sentinel. This was off stream and everything, so it was just like a full-blown genuine experience. I get summoned to some guy's world. He's in the second DLC, and um and I appear like right beside him. Uh, I think it, I think it was him and his summon. I, I believe he had a summon with him, and I just like pointed like in the direction of like telling them like keep going. I I got this, and they listened and they ran further into the level to continue towards the boss. And it was <laughs> it's the coolest feeling in the world to be like, all right, it's just me and this guy. I'm the one <laughs> thing stopping him from getting to the host. And even then, like. If I if I get killed, as long as I could bide them some time to escape, like such an awesome feeling. I'm getting like like chills, goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Such a cool experience. And like I fought the guy and I barely managed to kill him and stuff. And you know, and then the guy probably got to the boss and got his ass kicked. But I'll pretend <laughs> I'll pretend <laughs> I saved the day. Yeah, the, but, the, the puppy's just at the farm. Yeah, even the happiest of endings is only temporary. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I was just I was I, I loved it so much, and I was so excited for it in Dark Souls Three. But it's like in Dark Souls Three, that's not going to happen most of the time. You're going to mm-hmm. show up, and they're going to have their troop of like twenty people, and they're going to just it's like oh, just one more to add to the pile. Let's gank this idiot. And yeah. You know, I'm all for ganking, you know, to like protect the host or whatever. Or like if you show up, you know, I, I'm I'm not just to clarify, I'm not like against <laughs> ganking. It happens on both sides of the fence. Um, I just like to fight gankers. But the thing is, it's so stacked against the invader this time that I kind of mm-hmm. don't want to be the blue phantom because it's not fun for me. Yeah. Because we're just all chasing down this one guy and whoever gets the <laughs> right running R1 gets the kill. And it's just like, eh. yeah. So yeah. if they had it to where there's... um the blue sentinels had some rewards mm-hmm. and if they had it to where like you could only you could only show up if uh if it was like a host by themselves or, or a host with with one phantom or, or something like that some kind yeah. of limit on it mm-hmm. then i think i would like it a lot more yeah so i should i should add a qualification i like the blue sentinels for the way that i play because it is a very passive way to do it and there are no stakes for going in um mm. and uh, kind of engaging with it so as like a bonus uh to be summoned in like that that is to me a really good ideal way to play it but like for somebody seriously engaging with it i could see how that just definitely falls short i want i want to show up and be the be the the hero <laughs> but yeah. but i just i don't know especially with how long you wait around 
yeah. if you're waiting around for it. I just I can't do yeah. it. Yeah, that's what when, when Cole says he like it meets the way he plays. Like he's probably just playing through the game normally. Playing mm-hmm. through the game. Yeah. yeah. And then if it happens to happen, it's a bonus. But if you sit down to just right. play some Blue Sentinel, it's you're probably gonna be disappointed. You're yeah. gonna be there for a while, and then yeah. whenever you show up. They're gonna already have been killed by like fifty people. Yeah, or they'll be like halfway across the map, and they're dead <laughs> yeah. by the time you get there. Super bummer. Yeah, but yeah, um, they they need to just adjust a few things, and it'd be really good. Well, hopefully they do. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they do. Um, Peeve, thanks for joining us, man. I really, oh, no this has problem. been really fun, and it's been really helpful because it's uh, it's good to get your perspective, and it is something that we know Jack Dick about. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, where where can people find you online? Um, these days I'm, as I've said a few times, I'm, I'm more of a Twitch streamer. So that'd be twitch.tv slash peeve. Um, uh, obviously I, I still have my YouTube, which I haven't been uploading to as much, uh, lately, but that would be youtube.com slash peeve peeverson. And then, uh, you could reach me like anytime on my Twitter. I, I try to respond to everybody who messages me and that's twitter.com, twitter.com slash peeverson. So, mm-hmm. Those even even the, if you don't uh, upload on YouTube that often, um, the old stuff, if you're not familiar with it, is really good. The uh, the Oro and P playthrough is really, really fun. Oh, yeah, that um, that would be YouTube.com slash Oro and P. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll put the, these links in the show notes. Um, we'll we'll finish yeah, that, it one day. Maybe. It's, <laughs> Probably it's, uh, not. Maybe. We'll see. It is. Uh, I, I eagerly await if that if that does happen because that's a super fun series. I understand why it's hard, though, because it's you're editing multiple video streams and multiple audio yeah. streams. And the like. Yeah, we're both doing our own thing. We just we haven't uh, we haven't jumped into that just yet to finish it out. But who knows? Maybe in like 2020, we'll, we'll finally finish that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Four years when we get the uh, yeah the uh, the new new president to, to ring in <laughs> president. Uh, I don't know um, the uh, Miyazaki. Yeah, so as, as per is our custom, we uh, we let Peeve go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was great. Probably the best person we could have gotten for that because, uh, man, oh man, does he know his stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it is cool to, uh, it's cool to hear from some, like we've been trying to get him on the show for a while, which mm-hmm. he alluded to. Um, and uh, it's, uh, I'm glad we were able to do it. Yeah. So, you know, if, if this is the last Souls game, if this is the last PvP special we have, it is good, uh, you know, to, uh, to do that. Even though, you know, we have our customary uh kind of disclaimer that we are tourists here mm-hmm. so uh essentially i don't want to hear a bunch of people being like i can't believe you said this yep because uh, this, this is the reason why you brought in somebody who knows uh, more what they're talking about right um yeah but uh yeah super nice guy mm-hmm. yeah um so there's uh some cool stuff going on um you know the usual kind of things with the uh with the patreon uh we mentioned the uh the merch store as well duckfeed.tv slash shirts where you can go get get that kind of stuff um uh gary people can see us live coming up here yes. pretty soon yes not doing bonfire side chat nope but if you like uh if you like us you will like watch out for fireballs mm-hmm. you go to the uh, portland retro gaming expo which is uh, i think october 19th is uh it is the weekend of october the uh 20 diggity uh the 21st the 22nd and the 23rd ah uh, yes um, we still know exactly what day we are performing on, oh, but we'll have a booth. Oh, contraire, mon frere. Oh, <laughs> I was, you know, I was just thinking the other day how I'm um, actually, 
uh, if people wanted to up their game, they would switch it to Au Contraire. <laughs> like, no joke. I was like, literally was just having that thought. I was like, so if I, people so who I'm actually want to be less tolerable. So, they so, I, so, so I walked directly into your douche trap. Yeah. I, and I didn't even say it. I was like, I, you know, I was like, oh, that maybe that'll come up as like a, a real dire abject suffering stretch where I have nothing <laughs> left to say. I'll bring up my, my tight, my tight two on Au Contraire. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, then, well, damn it! Do you want do you want to cut that out so we have that for later? No, no. It's, it's, I mean, it's, this is literally the content of it. Yep. This is a way better example than yeah. Anything well, I no, but it's perfor- it's performative. I just uh, it's a, a little no, dramatic flair. Yeah, I'm not serious about it. <laughs> okay, cool. Like, man, should I feel bad about this? God, no, so man. much of my life has been trying to figure out what I should feel bad about. Um, the, the trick answer. The trick answer is nothing. Join the left hand path. <laughs> it is. Uh, um, no, we, I just I, I was uh, I was writing the uh, the the update. The news update duckbeat.tv slash news uh, um, here and uh, we're going to be uh, performing um, on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll structure our uh, well it's nice because we have our informal meetup mm-hmm. the night before rather than our formal meetup right. so we know which night we can get drunk. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're, we will have a meetup uh, around that time. Um, we will have a, we'll be at a booth. You can come and say hi. We're playing uh, Pokemon Yellow. Yes. Yeah, which is the Dark Souls of Pokemon <laughs> games. Um, the uh, it's like they gotta banish them all. Uh, <laughs> you've mentioned. Yeah. But yeah, come come say hi. Uh, yeah. It won't be weird. Nope, we've done a bunch of these now. I can promise it won't be weird. <laughs> it's just uh, just uh, come up and and hang out. We'd love to meet you. Yep, it's uniformly a good time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And even, uh, even if you're not there to uh, to meet us, meet a bunch of the other fans, or uh, more delightfully, meet Brayton or Nick. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, like that made you frame that. I understand that I was trying to be self-effacing and say they're more delightful than us, but it made it sound like they're more li- delightful than the fans. Oh yeah, shit. There we go. It's okay. Uh, the uh, <laughs> now, yeah, we all know what you meant. Yeah, but yeah, Nick and Brayden will be there as well, um, as well as a bunch of other uh, Duckfeed stalwarts. It was going to be a really good time. Um, if you have anything to say about the uh, profaned capital and the Erethel dungeon, mm-hmm. um, hit us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. We're going to be joined by. Uh, Josh and James from Canaan Runts mm, nice. for that episode. So, uh, yeah, it's, I, I found some people who are neutral enough about Sigurd to have on the episode. <laughs> I don't actually know if that's the case. Just, I just, just really, they're British, they'll be polite. Yeah, so. yeah just they'll, they'll really take a pummeling. They can just like, <laughs> not take a pummeling, they can stand by and watch you pummel Sigurd. Yeah, they'll, they'll politely disagree rather than actually have their feelings hurt when I say how he's my least favorite NPC in the series. Oh, Gary, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> The uh, yep. yeah, so we're looking forward uh, to that, and mm-hmm. then we uh, we're wrapping, you know, we're rounding out. Yeah, like that a, is crazy to think, but it's fucking September. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a few few more a few more episodes. We'll announce our DLC plans, how many episodes that's going to be, etc. Right uh, after we play them. Chance to play. Yes. <laughs> right, um, and uh, we also have a, we have a couple more uh, specials lined up here as well. Yes, um, but yeah, the. Which, uh, Still kind of in the works. We're we're figuring those out, but we'll make announcements. Yeah, um, and uh, the, like just the, the next area we're gonna cover after Irithel Dungeons and uh, the Profane Capital, because sometimes people like to know for writing. Uh, it's going to be the uh, um, oh gosh, the what Consume King's Garden and the Untended uh, Graves. Yes, yeah, and we'll also in that place probably put in the dancer of the boreal valley oh yeah it's, it's gonna be the most boss there. heavy episode of the show yeah so it'll it'll be it'll be the um the beginning of, of, of right after that point mm-hmm. but before you actually get into lothric castle right and, and stuff um yeah and we don't know who we're gonna have on that show yet so nope. uh, stay tuned yeah the um yeah if you like the show you can rate and review it on itunes uh we've gotten and, lots of nice uh, reviews lately 
Yeah, that's really appreciated. Um, and if you want to, you can support us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com forward slash DuckFeedTV, that is the most concrete way you can support the network. And that is how we are able to uh, keep the lights on and uh, pay to have a roof over our head and giblets and roars bowl. So <laughs> uh, that is very appreciated. Yeah. I think that's just about everything. I can't think of uh, anything, anything else that we can direct people towards aside from saying thank you so much for listening and we hope you come back next time. Yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. Uh, what should they do until next time, Cole? Um, watch out for Peeve. He sounds like he knows his stuff. Yeah, exactly. He, he was really into making people pay prices. <laughs> so. so the price might be paid. Uh-oh, Basa. And we all pray that we will have far more soon.